The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to John. As he walked along, Jesus saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's work might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. Then he went and washed and came back able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. Others were saying, No, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, he put mud on my eyes, then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, how can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but we do not know how it is that now he sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, he is of age, ask him. So for the second time they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, give glory to God, we know that this man is a sinner. He answered, I do not know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? 
He answered them, I have told you already and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Here is an astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and are you trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would not have sin." But now that you say, we see, your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, that was a lot to take in. The entire chapter 9 of the Gospel of John. So who are the characters? So we have Jesus. We have the disciples. Then we have the man who was born blind. Then we have some of his neighbors, and then we have the Pharisees. So the short version of this is, this time, it's kind of interesting, that the disciples actually start this argument. Usually it's the Pharisees. The disciples are the ones that ask the question, Jesus, who sinned? this man or his parents. It was believed if you had some kind of defect or a disability that it was due to the fact that there was some sin involved. And Jesus says, no, no one sinned. So the disciples are trying to figure that out. And then the neighbors of the man are trying to figure it out. Jesus says, well, go here. Let me. He puts mud on his eyes, sends him to the pool 
comes back and he can see. And the whole rest of this chapter is about how did he learn how to see? How was he healed? Was it a miracle? Was it not a miracle? Were they faking it? So what does this gospel have to do with us? Well, to me, it's an incredible message about being stuck in the past. The people from the synagogue at that time did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. And so they were trying to discount him at every turn. So through this whole passage, they are stuck on the logical fact that he was healing on the Sabbath, which for the Jews was a sin. And they tout Moses. Moses gave, this, gave us the law. We follow Moses. And Jesus is trying to say, but I am the one who was to come. I am the Messiah. So this is new now. But they just can't bring themselves to believe it. So they are stuck in the old. Jesus has totally turned their lives upside down. New rules saying that there are two main commandments. And that ultimately is what gets him crucified. So is there anything in our life, especially right now, that is making us cling to the past? Cling to the way things used to be, even a week and a half ago. We don't understand what is happening. It can be frightening. It can be anxiety driving. It's confusing. What's going to happen? Here in Texas, we are people that know how to do crisis. We know how to do hurricanes and floods. But we get to watch those on the news and prep, and they come. And then a couple days later, maybe a week, then it's over, and then you recuperate. So it's a pretty well-known curve for us. This is completely out of our experience. It is truly an extraordinary day. So Jesus says of the blind man that his parents did not sin and he did not sin. For the reason he was born was so that the works of God could be revealed through him. So I say to you, in the midst of us feeling anxious and not understanding, can we think like that? We don't understand what's happening or why it's happening, but we are Christians who believe in a God that is in the midst of everything. So perhaps we are being called to allow our eyes to be opened to something new. 
God can use even this time as a revealing thing to us about our faith and about our world. So in these times when we want our cultural norms, our schedules and our logic and someone to blame and all of those things that we're going through, as Christians, we're really called to just lay it at the feet of Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean you shouldn't feel anxious or angry or whatever you're feeling. That's okay. But we need to take those human feelings and lay them at the feet of Jesus and pray for healing and understanding and open eyes. God has this. And we will get through it together. He created people to come together as a church family. And we are a strong church family. And even though I cannot see you, you can see me and I feel your prayers. We will get through this together. And God's work will be revealed and everything will be redeemed. Amen.